All right, our first guest this week is someone who has been in the entertainment business for quite a long time, from TV and film to voiceover. His work spans all genres, and now he can currently be seen every Thursday night alongside Rain Wilson on Fox's Backstrom, currently in its first season. Please welcome to the podcast, Thomas Decker. Tom, how are you doing tonight? Hello, sir. How are you? Uh, we're, we are doing well. Where are, you, uh, where are you calling us from tonight? I am in uh, boiling hot uh, Hollywood at the moment, <laughs> in my in my apartment. Yeah. What's the weather like? What do you guys got going out there right now? Oh man, we had a heat wave last week, and of course, with the week, my air conditioning went down. So it's been a little been a little brutal. I know I can't complain because it's still freezing on most of the uh, Upper East Coast, but it is yeah, it's it's real hot here. Yeah, we we've been getting a mix of the uh, the nicer weather. We've been we've been getting teased with some of the warmer temperatures, but we're still not the springtime yet that we want. That's good. I hear it's getting a little better in New York, too, from my friends out there. Yeah. I heard. A little better. It, it, like I said, it's just a tease from Mother Nature. We're, uh, <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Well, we, we definitely, we've got more, much more than a tease. We, we, this feels like a demand <laughs> from our Mother Nature over here. Well, you guys are practically all year round nice weather. Yeah, so. which actually I find a little boring. After a while, um, at least even in Vegas, believe it or not, where I'm from, we get a cold winter. But in L.A., it's just like constant, constant heat. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, getting started on Backstrom, Backstrom was a show I-, I was really anticipating seeing this show when I first started seeing previews for it. Um, I've been a fan of Rain Wilson's for a while, so of course that was a draw for me uh, to come into the show. Uh, but I've been watching since the first episode. Uh, I've become a fan of the entire cast, uh, you know, not just Rain Wilson, but yourself, Dennis Haysberg, Sarah Chalk. Um, for listeners who haven't had a chance to check out Backstrom yet, well, tell us a little bit about the show and your character, Greg. Well, Backstrom is about a very curmudgeonly nasty, uh, pretty racist, misanthropic, uh, <laughs> alcoholic detective played by Rain Wilson, <laughs> who is a nightmare to deal with, but is sort of the most brilliant detective in the bureau in uh, in Portland, Oregon, and so every time they kind of want to get off a case, he ends up sort of solving it, and so they have to put up with his bullshit. Yeah. Um, and um, as for me, I'm sort of the only character uh, that technically is not in the police universe. However, uh, I used to be a prostitute and a drug dealer, and I'm a now a professional thief. So I have sort of all these underworld connections. Uh, that Backstrom uses to solve the case. Basically, I get him information that would be impossible to to obtain legally or uh, from any other route. And I'm also his roommate, and um, I'm sort of, a, you know, Val- Valentine, as I call him, Gregory Valentine, is the openly gay punk rocker. Um, and it's sort of a really interesting dynamic to see in Backstrom and Valentine's characters, because I, I can't think of a pairing that I've really seen on mainstream TV quite like us. It's it's sort of, you, it, we seem like polar opposites, but at the same time, we really only trust each other, and we're both uh, pretty hateful for the human race. So I, it, although it sounds bizarre on paper, when you watch the show, I, I think it's it's kind of one of the most endearing things about it is our weird little... Uh, Friendship, I yeah, guess, yeah. It, it, it's almost it's it's almost like a dark brotherhood. I would kind of call it. Um, yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of speculation. I, I will say this, and I think it's in next week. Uh, I believe is the episode where we really get into our past and how we met and why he kind of puts up with my petty crimes and why I put up with his bad attitude. So mm-hmm. that's going to be a really exciting episode for 
for people that like who that dig art because it is a little mysterious like how these two uh came together but i think it's one of the i think it's one of the really fun things about the show yeah, yeah i mean you'll, you'll be at the beginning of an episode uh, constantly at each other's throats and, and insulting each other and and by the end of that episode you're sitting on the couch together having a beer and it's just yeah you know yeah, or, or flying his kite yeah uh, that, was a fun episode. that was such a great episode too i was such a fan of that episode at the yeah, same I time really like that one too. I, you know i gotta tell you man the, the show is that as we shot it uh, and some of the episodes have been airing out of, out of order, but as we shot it, the, 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 my character and the relationship between us grew and grew and grew and grew. And I'm not saying that it's because of that, but I think the show got better and better and better as we went because it's been a hard show to explain to people because one minute it's really funny and then the next it's really serious. You know, we've, we've sort of alternated between these two very different moods. And I, I like that about the show because I think it's unique, but I think it's, it's taken people a bit of a, a minute to sort of grasp the tone of it. But as we go along, you'll see it, it really gets, we really find our feet as we go. Yeah. I mean, you had mentioned the show being pretty serious and, but having some funny moments as well. I'd have to imagine that working with someone like Rain on set, it, it's got to keep it loose between the takes. Yeah. Well, working with Rain has been honestly one of my favorite uh, experiences with another actor ever because as you've noticed, you know, as slowly as the season goes, I get a little bit here and there with the other characters, but predominantly, Rain and I would joke that, like, okay, we were doing two TV shows. He was doing one show, then the cop world, and then there was the Valentine and Baxter show. <laughs> and, uh, and we, yeah, and we, we, we have a really, um, we're, we're horribly mean to each other all day in the most loving, comedic uh, way. We both have a really bitter sense of humor, and I think... You know, the character I play is very, very different from me personally, but the thing that is the most realistic is just the way that they treat each other, because it's basically how Rain and I treat each other on the set. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's been a, it's been a really, that was a really special seven months to spend just so, working so closely with him, and he, he's an actor that cares so much about every, little detail and obviously he's also a producer on the show, but he also, we were given complete freedom for improv, particularly in our storyline. So I'd say like a lot of the dialogue and moments that happen with us specifically, we just would come up with on the fly. And I was amazed that they were sort of the, the moments and choices that everyone chose to keep in the episode. Cause usually in TV, you get, if you improv, that's not what they use. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they're very controlling <laughs> about it, but yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's, I mean, you mentioned how much you like uh, working with rain, of course. Uh, and your professional experience really uh, runs the gamut from the lighter type of roles, uh, not necessarily all the time, but there's some light moments to Backstrom. Uh, you did a little bit more of the serious stuff as John Connor himself in uh, yeah. the Sarah Connor Chronicles as well. And you've even done voice work uh, with some Land Before Time stuff in American <laughs> Tales series. <laughs> lots, <laughs> of that, lots of that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have a type of work that you might enjoy the most? You know, man, I, I, to be honest, I, it's always just about, um, you know, it's really about how interesting is the role and is there something that I can do with it that is, like, hopefully totally unlike anything else I've done. That's kind of what I'm always looking to do. I, I've never wanted to be an actor who is sort of known for a brand of character or a brand of type of movie or show or, you know, I kind of really like jumping totally from one thing to the next in a very different way. Um, but it, it's been interesting because pretty much all I did for the most part growing up, because I started acting at page five, you know, was comedy. It was like Seinfeld and 
you know, kids shows and all this kind of stuff. And then when I hit like 18 and I got Terminator, it was like suddenly like I think everybody just decided I was like morbidly depressed and couldn't be funny. So it's been really nice to get to do a little comedy again. It's been, I mean, obviously I, I still love doing the kind of dark, heavy stuff, which again, I get to do in this show as well, but it's, uh, it's been really nice to, to, to do something a little lighter again. But no, I, I mean, I, I love doing movies. I love doing TV shows. It really just depends on, you know, how cool the people are that are making it. And I, I've done some movies and shows that I'm not particularly proud of um, that were sort of gigs I had to take for money and that kind of situation. But on, the, on overall, you know, I've, I've tried to kind of stick with just working with people that I, that I like. That's kind of the, that's kind of the best, best part of it yeah. for me. Yeah, that's awesome. And you did you did allude a little bit to the uh, the child acting stuff as well. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that as far as what you learned um, as be from being a child actor? Some experiences, I guess, both good and bad. But share, feel free to share whatever. <laughs> and how yeah, you I mean, yeah, you you it it, it uh, you grow up a lot faster, I think, um, and you you kind of have to. And you're when you're immersed in a set all the time. Like I had to, I was only in actual you know, going to school <clears throat> until about third or fourth grade, and then it had to become set schooling all the time. So you're really not with other kids. You're kind of always with adults, and I always enjoyed that. I thought I think it was kind of educational for me, and, you know, it sounds weird. People always ask me, was it pushed into it, or because how can you make a decision to do that when you're five years old? But I didn't have the pushy kind of stage parents. My parents were in music and art and didn't really have any kind of connection to uh, acting or the industry in LA. And so it, it happened through me just being a little kid that could sing. And that sort of just accidentally led to, oh, okay, well, there's this commercial where they need a kid to sing. That sounds fun. And I did a movie for John Carpenter when I was six called Village of the Damned with uh, like the most 90s cast imaginable, <laughs> like Christopher Reeve and Kirstie Alley and like <laughs> so fucking funny. But, um, but I remember like that experience was like the first time that I knew how much fun it was to do this. And, uh, but then I, when I was 16 or 17, I sort of had a crisis of faith and didn't want to do it anymore. And I just had a job application in at a record store here in LA that I liked. And I figured I was just going to like try and do the normal thing for a while. And like literally like a week later I got heroes. And so then I was like, Oh God, all right, well, I guess, <laughs> I guess I'm sticking with this. And, uh, and yeah, now here I am. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you mentioned where, like, you just mentioned working in the music store, and I know you have a little bit of a music background as well. Um, in 2008, you put out uh, a title, uh, you put out an album tied, uh, uh, titled, uh, Psychonautic? Psychonautic. It's, it's a weird title, yeah. <laughs> um, do, do you still find the time to write new music and stuff like that while you're in between acting jobs? Absolutely, yeah. But what happened with all that was I put that album, that album I've been working on, I'd had a record deal when I was about 14. Uh, that I was working sort of with, sort of, they were trying to do the kind of pop thing. And so at 15, with my little kind of teenage attitude, I kind of shut the door on that and taught myself, you know, how to program and produce electronic music because I'd been raised in classical. So, like, I knew piano and violin and guitar and all that from a really young age. But I decided I wanted to do industrial and experimental, and I was into Nine Inch Nails and Bjork and Depeche Mode and all that kind of stuff. So, but that album took a long time. And then I finally put it out, and I, there's things about it I like and things about it I hate. It was sort of a, like a diary of growing up musically, I guess. But after that, I just felt weird about 
being known a little for being an actor and then having music that is so not actor singer mm-hmm. <laughs> crossover music yeah like uh so what i did was i started um in 09 i started this kind of art collective slash band called uh, Zero Time Zero, which is what I work under now. I don't think I'll ever put anything out again under my own name. So it's it's kind of with this great concept that I can't believe worked. I wanted to find so many of my friends were photographers or costume designers or dancers or whatever, and musicians, and so we were all kind of into the same vibe. And so it's true. We've, we've all the album art and all the videos and, and everything that we've, put out has sort of been a big group effort. The music element is sort of handled the most uh, by me, but we put out an album called Equals Zero last year uh, that was much more like 80s synth rock, I guess, and now we have a new one that will be coming out in the fall called Love and Razor Blades, which is a little more, uh, I guess, dubstep, hardcore kind of stuff. So, yeah. so, no, definitely, it's definitely still going, and, you know, that's sort of my issue is on top of it that I'm also writing and directing and so it's like it's kind of trying to keep a lot of plates in the air um which sometimes that's why i think some of these things kind of don't get as much of a a grand opening or release uh, as if i if if it was just one thing i was focusing on but i kind of i get very antsy if i'm not working on something kind of all the time yeah to get a little yeah, just start behaving badly and wasting time. <laughs> yeah, because I, I read online with Cyanotic, you did most of the, you did m- most of, if not all, the work on that yourself, right? You did all the mixing and all the editing and everything with all that. Of it, yeah, yeah. The only the only other musicians was a was a string quartet that I worked with, but all the uh, pretty much that album, everything was programmed and and done by me. And but that's been really nice on this new venture with Zero to Zero to kind of be working with guitarists or, you know, because obviously there's people out there who are going to do a million things far better than if it's just me. So it's been nice to kind of be able to collaborate a little bit. It was something that I just didn't have um, when I did that first album when I was a teenager. Yeah, yeah. you, uh, I mean, it sounds like you uh, you do a bunch, of, a whole bunch of different things, really. Um, your personality just came <laughs> off as somebody... Who's always up for trying something, which is just interesting, man. So I'm. Uh, well, it's I'm been a really nice crossover too that I've gotten to do some scoring and songs for movies that I've been in too. That's been a really nice. Like I did this movie called Plush for Catherine Hardwick that was like a goth rock movie, and I kind of came in for this small part because I was doing something else at the time, and it ended up that I worked on the entire soundtrack with like Arcade Fire's producer and Kate Crash and all these great people so and that was like that was just a trip that was i did not expect to get to do something like that yeah those exactly that's the kind of thing that i'm that i'm talking about what's um what's next on your bucket list then i just i find it interesting you're always open to trying new stuff (laughs) well i'm really 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 happy with this new album um it's my favorite that i've worked on so far and uh, i think that i'm really excited for that to come out and a bunch of artist friends of mine in like texas like, I've been making these music videos that I haven't even, like, really been a part of, which is great, so we're going to put those out soon. And then, aside from that, um, I'm supposed to be directing a feature that I wrote in July, uh, 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 being co-produced um, by Nikki Reed, the actress. She's also going to be in it, and uh, I'm not allowed to really disclose who else is in it yet, but um, hopefully we'll be shooting that in Montreal in July. And I have to admit, uh, that and hopefully a second season of Backstrom are definitely my, my two... Uh, those are my two big goals. But, man, it is hard to get a movie made. 
Holy shit. <laughs> I, was, I was at an award thing recently, and I was talking to this guy who just had his first movie at Sundance, and I was saying, oh, I'm so frustrated. We've already been working on getting this thing off the ground for a year. And he, he laughed and said that his had taken eight years. So I guess I shouldn't feel too, <laughs> too bad yet. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> is, is there anything in the, uh, in the non-entertainment world that we can look out for for Tom Decker in the news? This is what the next awesome thing mm, we just Oh, did. well, you want to be careful when you look me up in the news because you never know what's going to pop up. <laughs> um, no, I mean, yeah, I, I, still, I still love to do just sort of photography, which I would never hope to do professionally. Um, I had like some really, I'm going to try and get a new site up for that just for fun. Uh, cause I do film photography and I, I love it, but it's definitely not something I'm good enough at to, uh, pursue professionally. And, um, yeah, I guess, no, I mean, that's, that's definitely always been something that's frightened me ever since I was even really young. I'm like, God damn, I really hope that something works out in the arts because otherwise I'm screwed. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. I, I, I don't know. I, I definitely, I don't think being like an ace accountant is anywhere in my future. I think so. Let's hope. Let's hope that this train doesn't crash in all these departments at any time soon. Well, I mean, we we definitely have our fingers crossed, uh, you know, for a season to a Decker, and if, if it or Decker, you are Jesus uh, for Backstrom. Uh, I got confused there for a minute. Uh, so, if there is a second season for Backstrom, you can call it Decker. I prefer to call it Decker. <laughs> or, or be called Valentine. There we go. Just Valentine. Valentine. Well, big joke is that we're going to get a spinoff where Valentine and Backstrom just, like, move to Fire Island and, like, <laughs> just party the whole time. And there's no murder solving. It's just the two of us, like, having drinks on the beach. It, that was his idea, not mine. But it, it does sound fun. Yeah, it's like a very odd, odd couple. That yeah, would be where exactly. <laughs> we'll retire, to. and then we'll just move to some weird, like Miami or something. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> so if season two comes around, which we hope it does, uh, any chance you might be directing any episodes in the second season? Oh man, I don't know if they would if they would trust me enough in the second. But if the show keeps going, you know, you never know. I would I would love to do that. I mean, that's been like a dream on. This is what my fourth regular show gig, and that that's always like. Although I would, I would, I would have been too scared to ever direct an episode of Terminator because that's like a whole other, yeah, that was a whole other thing. I, yeah, I mean, and, and scenes. yeah, not only that, but that you're messing. I mean, you're you're playing with a little bit of fire with that because there's the Terminator series is such a following that. I mean, you're oh, not yeah. only making the director, you're not only making the producers and the writers happy. You're you're trying to make the fans happy at the same time, and that's. Yeah, I mean, that know. was what made that so scary. Even just to play John Connors, like he's such an iconic. Uh, character and I was like can't I mean I remember when I got that at 18 I was like are you kidding me like I couldn't kind of couldn't believe it um, yeah but yeah hopefully I'd love to direct it back I just really hope that the show really gets its proper following and, and we just get to keep doing it because it really was I've had I've had you know I did a show a couple of years ago that how shall I put this lightly when it ended I was I wouldn't say thrilled but I would say <laughs> I was uh at peace <laughs> The ending, um, and I really hope with this one that we keep going because it's such a great time. And I just want to bust Rain's balls some more every day. Yeah. Really <laughs> um, well, I know we're we're running out of time with you, but I I have two quick questions for you before we wrap things up. Um, the first off, you had mentioned uh, you know Terminator and the Sarah Connor Chronicles, which was another Fox show, um, and and another Fox show that I was a big fan of was Raising Hope with um, with Garrett Dillahunt. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and yeah, I know you had worked with him on Sarah Connor Chronicles, and it's such a different. Garrett and Rain went to school together. How weird is that? Uh, that kind of goes hand in hand with a little bit of my question because uh, it's it's a different role. I mean, he went from a complete serious role on Terminator, uh, you know, and villainous role to a complete absent-minded comical role on Raising Hope. And I'm wondering which side of him you saw more, like, on the set of Terminator. Of Garrett? Yes, yeah. Garrett was, I was so chill and funny and sweet and nice. He definitely, I would definitely say he leaned more to the Raising Hope <laughs> side than the Terminator side. But that, you know, man, that, that show, it was so, I sort of can't believe how, the, what the vibe was on that set. Because it's like the most deathly serious, depressing show but then between Lena and I and Shirley Manson, like, it was just constant laughter. It was constant, <laughs> just, like, jokes and pranks and laughing. And, you know, and I, but I definitely think that good point that you made there about Garrett going from, like, that to Raising Hope and me from Terminator to Backstrom. Fox is really loyal uh, with their actors, yeah. which is really nice. It's kind of like this, they use, even in guest starring roles, they use the same people over and over again. And so that's kind of, it's really nice to be back at that network because I get to see all these people from other gigs, you know, all the time. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Garrett's awesome. You should interview him. I, oh, God, I would love to. I, I, would, I would love to interview him one day. We would love to. Uh, but final question before we let you go. Any chance we might see you in Heroes Reborn? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's a question. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I would... I would absolutely be fine to do that. I know when, when I left Heroes to do Terminator, and there was, like, all this speculation at the time that I'd been fired or that we had this, like, hugely unpleasant end to the show, which wasn't really true. We had some issues, um, but it was really just that I was a recurring on that, and if you get off for John Connor, I you know, as great as Heroes was, I just kind of left at that opportunity. But if, if they'd have me back, I'd absolutely swing on by again. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, we're definitely going to send people to check out Backstrom uh, Thursdays, 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock Central, on Fox, every Thursday. I highly recommend it. Like I said, I've been a fan since the beginning. Um, we're going to send people your way on Twitter at well as well. You're at the Thomas Decker. That's right. And, of course, also follow Backstrom on Twitter, which is at Backstrom Fox. Uh, Thomas, this, yes. this has been awesome, man. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you so much, man. Great questions. Yeah. Thanks a lot, uh, All right, guys, stick around. We will be back right after this break. All right, cool. Um, usable. Oh, God, the whole thing was usable. It was great. <laughs> um, so you cool doing like a promo or two for us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, cool. Um, basically, we'll, we'll, get, we'll just ask for two from you. Uh, one of them is for the, the actual station, which is Next Level Radio, and then the show that we do, which is the showcast on Next Level Radio. Um, okay. You can basically make it your own, you know, like, hi, this is Thomas Decker from Backstrom, yada, 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 whatever you want to do, as long as you end... One of them with, and you're listening to Next Level Radio, and then the other one is just, and you're listening to the show cast on Next Level Radio. Okay. I'll do the Next Level Radio one first. Okay. Yeah. Uh, whenever you're ready, our recording is going. Hey, what's up? This is Thomas Becker from the show Backstrom, and you are listening to Next Level Radio. All right, cool. That was good. done this before. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. And then, and then you just want... Um, you're listening. You want me to say Next Level Radio again? You just want. Well, no. Uh, you can say you're listening to the showcast on Next Level Radio. Okay, listen to the showcast on Next Level Radio. Yep. Okay. 
Hey, this is Thomas Decker from Backstrom, and you are listening to Showcast on Next Level Radio. Perfect. Sweet. So, Thanks, man. Yeah, that was great. Uh, where can I find it on Sunday? Um, we, our, uh, our website, but, yeah, I'll have it edited. Uh, we record our podcast on, actually, we're not recording the podcast this Sunday, are we? This will be up on Monday. Uh, Monday, yeah. Yeah, um, we're, we're gonna be delayed basically because I'm a big wrestling fan and WrestleMania Sunday night. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, uh, we're gonna record yeah, we, the podcast on Monday instead. We will, uh, we'll make sure we tweet it and we'll tag you in it, so. Alright, sweet. And just because I'm a nerd who has to recommend things, are you guys watching The Returned yet? Uh, no, I haven't had a chance. I'm, there's so much I'm watching right now. It's just, it's tough to I find know, time. I hate to add another one to your list, but you guys gotta check it out. Judging from what you guys like, I think you'd dig it. Yeah, I'll check it out. What's it on? Alright. I know I've heard. A&E. A&E, okay. Yeah. It comes on after Bates Motel. Oh, okay. Is it a sci-fi type of? Uh, kind of. It's based on this show that was a big international hit. It's basically all these people that have died just suddenly show up again and don't remember that they died. And oh. It's, it's, that, yeah, I've seen the awesome. teasers for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's so, really great. It's, <laughs> and I have a lot of friends on it, so I feel like I have to recommend it. <laughs> it sounds like a, yeah, it, sound, it looked like a more well-done version of that ABC show, Resurrection, that wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is very much like if you liked the vibe of Terminator, you'll probably really like this show. It's more in that vein, or a little less yeah. sci-fi. Yeah. I'll definitely have to check that out. And, and, and on that same note, too, real quick, before we let you go, Shirley Manson was such a great addition to that show. Wasn't she? She was fantastic. And, I, you know, I was so scared to meet her because I'm like, oh, God, she's going to be this, like, hard rock star. She'll probably be a nightmare. And, like, she's just the nicest woman. Like, I, a friend of mine is, like, a super fan, and she called him on his birthday for me, like, a few months ago. We haven't even, like, worked together in years. She's that, awesome. That's great. Yeah, I was so bummed when that show got, when that show got pulled. I know, so, me too. Well, yeah. that's what Fox does, so let's hope that doesn't happen again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. I was going to mention that, but I didn't want to mention that during the interview when we were talking about a Fox show. This is where I find out we're still recording. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. All right. Take care. Yeah. Bye. Sweet. Cool. That was awesome. That's good. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Did you... Did you write good one? What did you write good one for? For your question, for the hero's question. Because he seemed to like that one.